Before we start the show this week, I just wanted to ask you to please get vaccinated. 95% of physicians in the U.S. are vaccinated. 100% of living U.S. presidents are vaccinated. Nearly 100% of all U.S. senators are vaccinated. 100% of Republican governors and 100% of Democratic governors are all vaccinated. The CEO of Pfizer is fully vaccinated. On the flip side of that, over 95% of people who have been admitted to a hospital for COVID symptoms and people who have died from COVID in the past month weren't vaccinated. And this new variant is killing young and healthy people at an alarming rate. By not getting vaccinated, you are allowing this virus to mutate, making it harder and harder to treat and prevent. Now, I know that if you haven't gotten the vaccine by now, I'm probably not going to change your mind. But it has recently come to my attention that a few people that I trusted to do their own research and make positive decisions to protect the people around them aren't vaccinated. The vaccine wasn't rushed. It isn't making women infertile. It isn't killing anyone. If you've chosen to not get vaccinated, please, 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 please reconsider. If you just haven't pulled the trigger yet because you're unsure, please reach out to us via email, Twitter, Instagram, or however you like. And I would be so, so, so happy to provide you with some credible information from reliable sources to help you make your decision. Seriously, it would absolutely make my day. Am I biased? Yes. But I made my decision with the help of credible information, and I'd like to help you do the same. I wouldn't have gotten vaccinated if I felt like there was any chance it would hurt me or my family in any way. Thanks for listening. Now on with the show. Hey. 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 What's going on? Too much. Are you drunk? A little. Just a little? You going to judge me for it? No, I'm judging you. Well, I'm judging you for the little portion of it. Wow. I'm saying you should be more drunk. I'm so excited to record this episode. It's going to be so good. Yes, I had my um, <laughs> work har- ha- holiday party. Holiday party? Yep. Yeah. I had the holiday party. And I just got home about an hour ago. Oh, I thought I was like, was it from Zoom? No, Did you I went Zoom there. in the holiday party and then just get drunk in your own house? No, that's a normal weekday. Right. That's what I was thinking, too. And right. I was like, no, someone else paid for me to drink. Oh, excellent. It's the American dream. Which means I drink too much. Yeah. Well, when someone else is paying, there is no too much. Agreed. Anyway, I'm going to go vomit right now. Awesome. Make sure you do it on the mic. How are you? I got my booster today. Your booster? So, we still have to... We tried to schedule... Do you know any walk-in clinics in the city? Sometimes uh, CVS, Rite Aid's the, the major... Like, sometimes? Uh, like, do we just have to go and they say yes or no? Is that the idea? Yeah, you could walk in and just and just be like, hey, do you do, you do walk-in? I tried to schedule one with CVS and it was like the the soonest one we have is December 27th. And I'm like, that's after Christmas with my in-laws. And I would very much like it to be before that. Yeah, I just scheduled mine like two weeks in advance as well. But then I saw a sign of like, you know, walk-ins available depending on how many people have an appointment. But it was pretty dead. Like, and it also was pretty quick. Like, I just walked in. I had an appointment, but it was like... I have an appointment and they're like, oh, wait over there. And like two, me and one other woman were sitting there and then they were like, Chris. And I walked in, they were like, thank And they gave you the boost. All right. So sit around for 10 minutes or don't. I don't care. <laughs> like they were very nonchalant about the whole thing. They were like, you're supposed to sit around for like 10 to 15 minutes. And then yeah. just they were no like, whatever, you'll be fine. Shit. So the one woman who was in front of me. Got on, got her coat on and just like walked out. <laughs> they came out and they were like, hey, if in the next 10 to 15 minutes you feel something, call an ambulance. Exactly. So <laughs> this will be fun. So you're drunk. And at any moment in the middle of the of the episode, I might just break out of chills and a cold sweat 
and just start shivering. So this could it, anything could happen, really. Oh my god, I'm Who so knows? excited for this. You could you could start vomiting, or I could start vomiting. I could get my booster. You could get drunk. You could pass out. I could pass out. You could break out into sweats. I could break. Actually, now that I think about it, with all these symptoms being the same, do you think the vaccine is just? Is it just alcohol? Have they just been giving us gin this whole time? Nice. That's the burp of alcohol. There's a Here's the real burp. question. Yes. Okay, everyone's thinking the the government. My God, I can see the sweat through your shirt. The sweats have already from started. Here, from a state the away. The government is, oh people goodness. are saying the government is trying to track us through the vaccine. Why not track us through alcohol? Oh, I'll tell you what, you know, I mean, we'd be easier to find because then we'd just be stumbling down the sidewalk. I was going to say, I would be so trackable right now. Hold on, wait a second. That's weird. I just got an email from Bill Gates thanking me for my booster. I don't know how he even knew I got it. That's crazy. Yeah. Oh, and I get a free Xbox for it. Nice. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, a free Xbox injected into your pancreas. Why not? Hey, listen, if it's a free Xbox, I'll take it injected anywhere. Those things are expensive. Yeah, unfortunately, uh, unfortunately, it's going to red ring. Oh, no. And uh, that means you got diabetes. Well, you know what? You take the good with the bad. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> worth it. Worth it. A hundred percent worth it. I mean, only th- I'll tell you what, it's nice that it's an Xbox, but if Sony was putting out the vaccine, I wouldn't say no to that either. Oh, don't even you get me I mean? started. Get a nice mo- yeah. Moderna and a PS5. That'd be pretty sweet. Woo, doggy. Welcome to the Media Lunch Break, bringing you all of your comic, geek, and movie news all in the time it takes to eat a good sandwich and pass out from one thing or another, really. My name is Chris Trebo. Alongside me, as always, is my co-host, Andrew Dunn. Say hello, Andrew. That intro was so loud that Zoom cut out. I just didn't hear you. I uh, had to check to see if I had woken up my son, and I didn't. <laughs> that's astonishing. Uh, so you that's should good. call an ambulance for him. I probably should. But, you know, first things first, podcast. Okay. So... Andrew, yeah. Red Notice is on Netflix right now. It Red is Notice definitely is on Netflix. On right now. Netflix. It's a hundred, uh, Red Notice is a movie that happened, and that's the best thing I could say about it. Red Notice is a movie on Netflix right now, and at first we weren't going to really talk about it because we weren't that interested, and then I got an email from Netflix, and they were like, hey, did you know Red Notice has been seen on 250 million screens? And I was like, that's nice, but I'm not that interested in it. But then Bill Gates... Sent you a message into your brain, right? That, that said, said, "Hey, listen, fucker, you better review this or else." Well, it's a, it's crazy because then they said Red Notice is being seen on five hundred million screens, and I was like, "That's fine," but I'm not still not that interested. And, and five hundred billion blood cells. And then Congress sent me an email and was like, "You're you're legally obligated to talk about Red Note Red Notice if you do a podcast," and I was like. I don't think that's going to happen. And then the Pope called me and he was like, it's an act of God. This movie Red Notice, you have to talk about it. And I was like, no, we're still not talking about it because I'm not that interested. So we recorded a completely different episode. That's right. But Red Notice is so apparent that even though we recorded an episode about fascinating alternate castings for your favorite movie, 
podcasting and all of its mediums automatically translated into a review about Red Notice. It's the craziest thing in the world. Maybe we'll, we'll release that episode one day, but... Uh, we can't. They re-recorded our voices to oh. do a Red Notice review. That's the weird thing. Wow. No matter what you do. You're fucked. If, maybe if we... Yeah. Yeah. We're just screwed. Doesn't matter. So Red Notice apparently is like the most widely seen movie in the history of man. So do you want to talk about that? I guess we have to. So let's talk about this movie that you and I both reluctantly watched. Um, I like that. By the way, I'm just not I'm just putting it right on front street about how I felt about this movie. Best movie ever. Oh, my gosh. I could not get enough of this. Red Notice is about... Let's see. Ryan Red. No, where do I start? The Rock plays a cop. By the way, spoilers for Red Notice. We'll get into that. Yeah. Okay, because I was going to correct you. Yeah, don't correct me yet. Red Notice is The Rock plays a cop, which also sounds like the start of some sort of a very bad 90s hip hop song. This is actually, I have a quote from the film that solidifies what you're getting into, which is The Rock's. Dwayne The Rock Johnson says, Your dad was a cop, so you became a crook. My dad was a crook, so I became a cop. We're not that different. Yes. And he's pursuing an it's art whole thief movie. played by Ryan Reynolds, who is uh, also then. Pursuing another art thief played by Gal Gadot trying to capture a giant golden egg. That's, I swear to God, the thing that they're trying to get is a giant golden egg. <laughs> no, no. What? Three, three giant, gold, three giant eggs. golden eggs. That's true. <laughs> three giant golden eggs. That did make it better. I was uh, The whole movie, I was thinking, like, if they were only trying to get one golden egg, I would have been out long ago. Yeah, yeah. So this movie is a movie. Andrew, what did you think of this movie that's a movie? Not very good. No, it's not good. It's not good at all. Look, there are redeeming qualities. Yes. Not many. Nope. (laughs) But it's, listen, I think if you like The Rock in every movie he's ever done. Yeah. And if you like Ryan Reynolds in every movie he's ever done. Correct. I think you might like this film. I can see. It's not the worst movie in the world. No. Honestly, because of them. I was just going to say that. It's like I said, it's not a bad movie. It's just like I've been saying, it's just a movie and there's nothing wrong with it. It's very generically generic thing. I kind of knew immediately. So like you said, spoilers for this. So I'll, we'll just get right into the end really quick. At the end, it turns out the rock is not a cop. He is also an art thief, which I saw immediately from the first 30 seconds of the movie. I didn't really. Yeah, I saw that twist. immediately. I did not see it coming until the minute it happened. Fun fact, didn't fix the movie. No, it did not. Here's how (laughs) I saw it, because they immediately reference how the rock looks. By the way, he goes, he doesn't even go by The Rock anymore, but he's good. But he, they immediately reference how The Rock w- looks. We're not even calling him by the, his title. He is just, look at him. Yeah. He's a rock. He's yeah. The Rock. So they, like in the first lines, like they're walking in through that museum and he's like, I'm a, uh, beha- what was it? A behavioral analyst or something like that. A profiler. He's a profiler. He's a behavioral profiler. Right. Well, yeah, they say you don't look like any profile I have ever seen. Yeah. And, and I was he like, says, okay, I cool. They reference his size. But also I went, that's true. And that was my first clue of like, 
This guy's not. There are that a thing. lot of hints. I have a list of hints. And then he does the thing with the X-ray. They so they go into this museum in the first scene to look at this first golden egg that's in a museum, and he has a little X-ray thing that he flashes, and he's like, "That egg is a fake egg because gold." sets off radiation and so this would be like glowing red if it was the real egg and then he pours a soda on it melts whatever and i went that's a weird thing for a behavioral (laughs) profiler to know okay but i knew that right but first of all i didn't but secondly i was going all basically my point was like if he's a behavioral profiler right then that role that he's doing with the egg and the x-ray machine and everything should be a partner of his somewhere. That's not his job. I guess, but it's not out of the realm of possibility because Melinda was like, is that true? And I was like, yeah, in fact, that's why they say that you should use Coca-Cola to clean chrome on your car. I'm not saying that what he, the fact, the scientific fact he was saying was incorrect. I, and I'm not even saying that it's wrong that he knew that off the top of his head. Okay. I'm saying the fact that he's the guy with the x-ray machine and the pour in the Coke. Well, but and he the didn't have it. They gave it to him. What? He said, do you guys have heat sensors? Right. But I'm just saying like that all everything he was doing, what, if he was a behavioral profiler, I think would have fallen under someone else's job. And his job is to tag along and go. See what the criminal that you are chasing with your little gadgets is doing. Right. But is it out of the realm of possibility that this guy would use some like offhand science knowledge that he learned from Bill Nye, the science guy to solve some stuff? No. But what I'm saying is like there should have been immediately when he did that, I was like, hmm, in a normal situation, there should have been a second person here. I see. I Someone disagree. I, that one in particular, I was like, yeah, I would have done the same thing. But see, that tipped me off immediately. I was like, that guy's a criminal. I was like, that guy's at the end of this, he's going to be a twist and he's also a thief. See, even before it. that, they say your badge isn't going to be any good here. And he says, like, I left it at home or, or I left it in the hotel. Right. And then later, like Ryan Reynolds is like they're they're paired off and they've got he's got a gun pointed at him. And Ryan Reynolds is like, hey, where's your badge? And he's like, I don't have to show you my badge. So, like, I, two things happened. One, I was like, especially the second time I watched it, I was like, so he doesn't have a badge right because he's not an actual fbi agent right shouldn't he have how did he get here (laughs) shouldn't he have a badge right the other thing that i noticed is that she the the one interpol there's an interpol agent that i guess this is a subplot of them chasing the rock and ryan reynolds from place to place as the rock and ryan reynolds are trying to get the egg so they're trying to get the egg in oh, by the way she's to good too she's, das i think is yeah. her name she's also in umbrella academy that's where i know her from. i know it took me i did go on imdb and i was like that's it yes she's pretty good and yeah. i like her character so interpol is chasing them while they're chasing gal gadot who's chasing an egg is really what it is <laughs> And it's not Vin Diesel. Yeah, it's true. The egg Very they're true. chasing. Though there is a Vin Diesel reference There is in a it. Vin Diesel reference. And I was I have like, not that it is yet. put it on purpose. Um, so, what was I even talking about? They're chasing, they're chasing an egg. Why Interpol. Did it t- oh, oh, thank you. Interpol, the woman from Interpol, what kind of sets off the whole plot in motion is that the woman from Interpol comes to the rock and is like, hey, you're not a cop because... What tipped me off from that is that you don't have a badge and also all communication I've had with your office is through written documents and emails and things like that. And he's like, no, no, I'm a cop. And she's like, well, I can't prove that. And so you're under arrest. And I was like, but here's the other problem. That's a phone call like that easily could have been. And I know like 
what she's saying is like, I can't call this guy. But I'm like, first of all, Rock, if you couldn't foresee that she would have gone, huh, that's funny. I only get emails and documents from this person. I should call them right, at some point. Right, but that was part of, of the setup anyway. Number. So it was an actual setup. It's true. Wait, was it? Because yeah. they were trying to get into the prison to get Ryan Reynolds? Yes, that was intentional. Mm, fair enough. So what you're saying is this plot is more intriguing than I'm making it out to be. That's and it's a right. better movie than I thought. Because I've watched and it now twice it is now. The great, oh my God, really? I know. And I didn't have an aneurysm. And if you watch it a second time, you'll see a lot of stuff that's like, oh, the real reason. Because I kept asking myself, okay, why is he help? Like there were times where he would save Ryan Reynolds. And I'd be like, why is he helping him here? And I'd be like, oh, it's because he has the egg. Why is he helping him here? Oh, it's because he hasn't given them the location of the third egg. Like th- right. there are little things like that. There are a few that are weird. Like, for example, right at the beginning, Dwayne The Rock Johnson dumps the Coca-Cola on the thing. Yes. And he's like, or he he looks at the infrared sensor and he's like, mm, yep. I think this is not real. And he's like, hey, kid, no drinking here. And he like get, takes the kid's can of Coke and he dumps it on it and he's then he, it and then dissolves he away. And then he the kid across the face, which <laughs> I right. thought was unnecessary. <laughs> That's right. I thought it was very necessary. But you can't drink in a museum. But then he turns to Interpol and he's like, the acidity in Coca-Cola will wear away at a chrome finish, which is why... This thing, blah, 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 blah. This thing has been stolen and replaced with a fake. And then they look over. And for some reason, after that 10 minute scene, Ryan Reynolds with the real egg is still standing there. I thought that exact same thing. I was like, (laughs) why is he still there? Yeah. Yeah. Just casually walk away. Yes. Just leave. But there are some little things like that that I'm like. Why? Why do these things? But here, And here's the thing is that even the points that you just made where it's like, yes, but he needed that you know, where I was like, this tipped me off. And you're like, yeah, but they did that because of that. The problem is at the end of the day, whether I understood how more intricate this plot is or not, those points tip me off to the end of the movie. Do you know what I'm saying? Here's a question. Okay. You know how they fought like Gal Gadot? Gadot? I think Gadot. it's Godot. I, th- I don't I think believe- it is. I've heard it said. I mean, it could be. I could be wrong. The T is pronounced. Is it? Yes. But I don't remember how the vowel said. We're going to call her Gal Gadot for the rest of this. If you have a problem with it, please send it to That's Chris Treble, whose phone number is 555-6161. Yep. That number again, Chris Treble, 555-6161. Please, you, you can call or text. Yep. Anyway, one th- problem that I noticed was, okay, they break out of jail. Gal Gadot follows them. That's the other thing. These characters are so forgettable. Do you remember any of their names? Bishop, B- no, right? The that's bishop. A fa- but that's a fake name. But do they give her real name? I think it's just the bishop. I think they only give the bishop. John Hartley? Uh, Agent John Hartley? Slate Broccoli. <laughs> anyway. That could have been either one of them. In fact, I think at one point it's both of them. They have the same name. Dwayne The Rock Johnson Breaks out with uh, Ryan Reynolds, and they both go on the hunt for the egg eventually. And and Gal Gadot follows them to where the third egg is. Hear me out on this. Couldn't they just, instead of just hoping that Interpol would place Dwayne The Rock Johnson in the same prison cell as Ryan Reynolds, which happened to work out, couldn't they just wait for him to break out? And then follow him to the third egg. Okay, hear me out. I'm going to take it a step further. Instead of arranging it so that Dwayne The Rock Johnson gets put in the same cell as Ryan Reynolds, and then they break out of prison together, and then Ryan Reynolds leads him to the egg, which leads her to the egg, couldn't they just say, hey, 
we want you to show we're also art thieves. You should show us where the third egg is because we've got like a billion dollar uh, prize at the end of this and we'll split it three ways, whatever. And we'll split it three ways. And then when he shows them where the third egg is, they just shoot him in the head. But I don't think that would work because he knew where the hardest one it was. So, like, he's not going to help them. Then they shoot him in the head. Then they don't get the third egg. But he's dead. Okay. And then the movie's Then everybody goes home empty-handed. everybody wins. (laughs) That's fine, too. I mean, I know I felt that way. I will say this. This movie survives, kind of like you said, basically on the charm of The Rock and Ryan Reynolds. And I will even go a step farther and saying it's mainly the charm of Ryan Reynolds that carries this entire movie even that it's a little rough for me it's a little too ryan reynolds Well, but that's the thing is that the i think because they don't give really gal gadot or the rock a whole lot i don't want to say they don't give them a whole lot to do because they're in like the entire movie but it's they are basically walking setups for every one of ryan reynolds punchline it is very yeah. formulaic every scene is like we're going to be in a conversation And we're going to say stuff and then we're going to cut to Ryan Reynolds giving a funny punchline and then we're going to cut back into the thing. And it's constantly that there is not really a I can't think of a good back and forth where like Gal Gadot or The Rock got a really good punchline on Ryan Reynolds. And I'm sure that there probably is one or two and I just missed them. One is Gal Gadot's character is very one dimensional in that she just uses her sexuality. Yes. Cliche. Very. Hey, it's an attractive woman. So she's going to be She's going to be distracting. Yeah. Yeah. Right, right, right. Um, She's going to be distracting by look at that ass. And so. Just like Dwayne the Rock Johnson. I mean, I felt the same. Yeah, that's basically it. That's right. But that's what I mean. They're basically walking setups for Ryan Reynolds. Now. Yes. I will give it give it this. Ryan Reynolds is very funny. So I was willing to That's go That's also it. classic comedy. Like there's a straight man and there's a, yeah, there's a funny but man. I think with these, with the at least the two of them, they both proven that they are very charming together. So there's a good, they could have had a better dynamic of like a give and a take. Whereas I feel like some of this, I feel like I wonder how much they almost, at a certain point I was like, did they take Nataro this with, Army of the Dead, where Tignataro oh, was not even on set right. during the shooting. Because it's a lot of like, you know, they're having coffee. And then they cut to a single shot of Ryan Reynolds. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. And he gives in a zinger. And I was like, was that? I noticed a lot of ADR yes. as well. There was a lot of like, it cuts away from the person while they're talking. And then they say a sentence like, here, grab the egg or right, whatever. Things like like that. There was a lot of that. And so I was like, did they... in? Did they re- do reshoots, which all movies do? And did they just shoot Ryan Reynolds punching it up? I honestly, what I think, I think that was is I think that he did a lot of improvised dialogue on different takes, and right. they spliced oh, I them agree, together. But I'm saying, I'm wondering if did a lot of the improvised dialogue happen in like a a reshoot series? But that was the thing is that that's why it gets so heavy handed. Of like, this is Ryan Reynolds doing his Ryan Reynolds thing, which again, granted. A lot of the stuff is very funny. Like that Instagram line is hilarious. Yeah. You know, what's the loneliest place on earth? Your Instagram account or something. It's, <laughs> I was great. And a lot of the stuff he said is fantastic. And he, I, the more I was watching, I was like, he is really, I knew he was funny, but I'm like, he's a really good writer. Like he's very good. Did you see the Peloton ad that just came out? Do you even know about this Peloton ad? No. Okay. There's a, it's a sex in the city Peloton ad that, 
spoilers for anyone listening who's going to watch the new Sex in the City show. The one character dies, like, because of a Peloton. And this episode came out at this recording, like, four days ago or something. What does this have to do with Red Notice? Hold on. I'm, I'm getting <laughs> okay. to it. And then yesterday, a Peloton ad came out with the guy, Chris Noth, the guy who died from Sex in the City on the Peloton. It's a Peloton ad. With him in it saying, like, let's take another ride. And it's written by Ryan Reynolds. And the voiceover is done by Ryan Reynolds because it's apparently he has. I didn't realize this. He has a a media company like he makes ads and things like that. He started with Aviator Gin and he made his own commercials for his company. Aviation. Aviation. Sorry. Good Lord. Oh, you're right. I'm sorry for not knowing the name of a gin. Did you notice both of the Well, all three of the product placements in this movie? I did not. I noticed Coke. Yeah, Coke, right? (laughs) Ryan Reynolds drinks aviation gin when they come to pick him up. And uh, I don't know the name of the product, but Dwayne The Rock Johnson has an alcohol as well. And when he's sitting at the bar and Doss comes out with uh, Interpol to arrest him, he is drinking his own brand of liquor. Urine. Oh, sorry. Which is his brand of liquor is his own urine, I believe. (laughs) So there was something else I was going to say about this movie. Oh, I will say this. There was one twist I thought was going to happen that didn't happen. Do you want to hear it? Yes. Good, because I was going to say it anyway. Okay, never mind then. I don't want to hear it. Too bad. So I knew that The Rock was going to be an art thief, right? And they have that interchange about their dads and this and that. Did you I think honestly, that Ryan Reynolds was going to be, be a cop? cop. At the yeah. end, I was like, he's going to be a cop. At but the how end. do they do the sequel? Uh, you could 48 hours it and just and like the, sure. they need the rock and Gal Gadot to do something. And now he's and now Ryan Reynolds is a cop. I thought it was going to be that because he's talking yeah, about yeah, yeah. like, you know, my dad was a cop. And the, so I became a thief. And he's like, my dad was a thief. So I became a cop. And then he's like, my dad was a thief. So I became a thief. And I was like, so his dad was a cop. So he became a cop. And he's like, I was a cop. So my dad became a thief. <laughs> and it just goes round and round. <laughs> and Gal Gadot's just like, my mom was beautiful. She does talk about her dad. And she says her dad was the reason she became a criminal. It's true. When she's talking to the... Not therapy person. So I guess the moral of the story is dads suck. Dads suck. They're the suck. worst. Dads are terrible. All Tell dads me about it. can go shove off. And I can vouch for that. Yep, it's true. The last thing I would say about this is that if you replaced, this is a good rule of thumb for, I think, most films. If you replaced the actors in this film with Joe Schmo actor, it wouldn't be worth watching. Even if Joe Schmo actor is a really good actor. Right. It's not worth watching. No. Because the plot sucks, yeah. and it, it's literally carried by the charisma Writing's of... not great. There's nothing fancy about the directing. The, the music isn't great. There's no crazy CGI. There, there's nothing else other than, hey, I'd like to see Ryan Reynolds, Dwayne Johnson, and Gal Gadot do a movie together. Well, and the other part of this is that there was enough points in this plot where, again, you know, I'm sure if I watched it again... Like you, where you were like, oh, I see why they can't do this and they have to do this and this and this. I would get it. But there were enough points in this plot where I go like, there's a simple solution to this from either side, whether it's them trying to get the thing or like when they were going into Soto Voce's thing and they're like doing the whole like thumbprint thing and the voice thing and the video thing. And the security guards are watching on the camera and I'm like. Wouldn't you recognize that this is all suspicious activity? Like the way that they're going about things or like, you know, they do the classic 
Ryan Reynolds plays a waiter and The Rock plays a guest and they crash into each other. And one thing I was like, for security, that's supposed to be so damn good. Wouldn't they look at that and go like, that's weird. Like, that's a that's a flag. And it's things like that where I'm like it, a lot of this where I'm going, wouldn't you recognize that this is in every spy movie ever? It, like this is you're the best in the world. And when you recognize like somebody and it's one of those things where I'm like this, there's, there's enough points in this that I, I go, this should be an easier fix or there's there's too much air in this where I can go, well, this isn't right. Or someone would be, have a red flag on this. And I'm not saying you have to in a plot, you know, heavy handedly explain away every single detail and spoon feed that to me, but you need to make it tight enough or creative enough of something that I haven't seen before where that doesn't enter in. Like put me in a creative situation that I don't, I've never seen before. And then I don't have the ability to go like, well, what if they couldn't, they just, because I have never been in that situation or I've never seen I mean, it. I've been so in that I, situation, but well, I mean you, I mean, you're, yeah, yeah, yeah. you're a man of the world though. That's right. We all know that. I will say all three of them, very attractive. Oh my gosh. And, and worth watching. W- totally worth watching cuz if nothing else they're just so pretty on the eyes. Oh man. Ryan Reynolds. So what a heartthrob. Good looking. I mean, my god. Is, has Dwayne Johnson been the sexiest man alive yet? I don't think has he. Uh yeah. Since he was born. I meant officially. Hold on, let's see. Oh, I see. <laughs> oh, he got it in 2016. What is there anything else we could really say about this movie? It's playing on, if you're interested or not interested, it's playing on the screen that is in front of you right now. If you're like, but there's no screen in front of you, one will appear for you upon saying There's it. not any bad performances, no, I'll say. No, there's really not. Like I said, everyone is having a good time. It's like a very watered down like Ocean's Eleven where everyone's having a good time. They're, you know, they're charming as all hell. It just was like, I don't know. I I will say this. I am almost interested in seeing a sequel. And maybe just seeing if now that the, like, introductions are, are done and letting them just full on be together, like, uh, charming and charismatic, all three of them together, I would be kind of interested to see that. Did you catch the Raiders of the Lost Ark reference? Yes, I did. When he was humming the theme to Indiana oh, Jones. Oh, no, that's that not too? what I was asking you about. Uh, he was, that was a, a moment. But shortly after that, when they're looking at all the stuff in the Nazi room mm-hmm. with all the stuff, the Ark of the Covenant is in the room. Oh, is it really? Yeah. I did not see that. It's one of the things they put the flashlight I on. I think it was, I'm trying to think when I was, a part of this I was watching. You're probably on, asleep. On the train and part of this I was watching while doing dishes and the other part I was watching while not interested. So it was kind of like I had distractions, you know. I hear you. Yeah. I think that's all we really need to talk about. I don't Anyway, mean, I've got the strangest hankering for aviation gin. I mean, what? what that's because you're drunk. That has nothing An to do aviation with aviation gin and Coke. Ooh, it'll melt your face right off, though, apparently. Wow. Yeah, it'll be crazy. All right. Should we move on to the reading assignment? Why not? Why not? Why not? Indeed. So I gave you. Chris. Yes. You gave me the first volume of Amalgam, Amalgam co- Comics. I can't pronounce it. Because you're drunk. You're but, drunk. But, uh. Amalgam Comics was a publishing imprint shared between DC Comics and Marvel Comics in which the two comic book publishers merged their characters into new characters. These characters first appeared in a series of 12 comic books, which were published 
in April of 1996 and are mostly bad. Yes, they are. Chris, what did you think of this? I will confess I had like I never when I was a kid, I remember this coming out. I remember the DC versus Marvel miniseries coming out, and I remember this happening. Which this came between. Yes, so it was issues one and two, and then there's a twist at the end of issue two where the two universes get merged, and then they were like, now we're going to do this thing where we're going to put out all these one-shots of all these different characters. And I was like, oh my god, this is a brilliant idea. And then you pick up three and four. It is mostly bad. I mean, it's the listen, we all know the 90s is a renowned for being extremely bad time in comic books. I partially gave this to you because I was like, you hate me. Yes. Cause I hate you. But the other part is it was kind of like, remember when we were talking about the cowboy bebop series and you're like, I need you to watch this because I need to talk about this. No one ever talks about this. I find this a fascinating era or a fascinating it is. kind of chapter in comic history. Cause they're always like, Oh, what if Marvel and DC like merged or what if they like let their characters come together? And it was like, they did that. No one remembers that this happened, but they did this. It was a thing that happened. And then they even literally mash their characters together and no one knows that it exists or something. And for sometimes I'm like, did I dream it? Is it, am I drunk <laughs> on aviator or aviation gin? What Whatever it is, uh, what am I doing? Did I drink too much of the rock's urine? I don't understand. <laughs> so I had to, I basically had to give it to you just so we could document that it happened. And then you gave me the comic. Yeah. I, it's not great. I think it deserves a second chance. I think it's a really cool idea. I think so too. I think that's where it's one of those things where, again, the 90s we know is a renownedly bad time in comics. I think the Which idea is... Which sort is, of unfair to say as well, right? Like, there were some good there things are to some come good out things. Like, didn't the nail come out of there? The nail came out of there. Nightfall came out of there. I, there are good storylines in it from the 90s. I'm just saying, as far as, like, a lot of stuff, you know, I it was you. the extreme kind of right. things. It was a very experimental era. Yes. Comics went to college. They found themselves... DC was young and needed the money. Yeah, exactly. Marvel almost went bankrupt yes this is true yeah and they also had to sell themselves to get through med school in a sort of a way yeah few people know about how marvel created an only fans in the 90s before it was cool that's true which is why they're trendsetters <laughs> yeah this is mostly bad uh, don't get me wrong i and like you said i think the it's bad in the execution but not in the idea and i actually kind of think that they could revisit this Somebody should pick this up. I actually, I think this works better with the villains than it does with the superheroes. Interesting. For the superheroes, I got very lost, especially when the, like, JLX came around. Yeah, that was a clusterfuck. And I was like, there's so many characters. However, the idea of a Riddler Wilson Fisk Is a was fascinating really interesting. Idea. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That one was good. Yeah, there's some combinations, and I think that's kind of the, the interesting way to analyze this. There are some combinations of the heroes and the villains where I went, that's that's an interesting combination. Like, it's not always a one-to-one what you would think would be paired up. Like, Super Soldier is a one-to-one. Superman, right. Captain America, that's a no-brainer. Yeah, yeah. Well, another interesting thing is that there's no real through line no. in that there are two different Charles Xavier's in this. Yes, there is. There's one in the JLX and there's Doctor Strange face. Yes. Which is kind of a spoiler for that one issue. But right. the fact that you can't pinpoint Charles Xavier is right here. Right. The fact that it seems like I didn't actually check this, but it feels like there were two different writers and both of them were like, well, I want to use Charles Xavier, so I'm gonna. So we'll just do it. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. And then it, it's like having multiple different 
like standalone 20 page issues that have nothing to do with anything. Whereas if you were to actually give it to a writer or like a Kevin Feige, give it to a person who oversees the whole thing and then have them write a through line for 20 issues, I could see this working really well. Right. And that's what I mean. I kind of wish and I I know I've said this before. I don't remember when, but I know I've said this before. I kind of wish one of the two big ones, two big publishers would pick this up and run with it as like one of their multiverse worlds and just like dip into this world and be like, this is actually like it didn't get destroyed. It somehow got shoved into a pocket universe. Right. And it's been operating this whole time. And now what is this world of this weird thing? Like 30 years later, 30 years later. And what's happened? I think that would be really, I, like I said, I think the, the idea is really solid and really good. And there are some really good combos in this. And, but the execution overall is not always great. Were there any, we talked about like JLX and what a mess it is and everything. Were there any issues themselves uh, that were like, oh, that's actually pretty good or like stand out? Oh, yeah, for sure. OK. Doctor Strange Fate was very interesting. I really like Doctor Strange Fate, too. That character access, by the way, is a guy from the miniseries from the. Oh, OK, he's, I assume that's what it one, is. He's I presume the like not a an amalgamation. No, he's not. He's he makes his appearance in issue one. He's never been seen from again. Yeah. He just exists in that four-part miniseries. The Assassins as well was actually fairly That's interesting. That's the other one that I really liked. Which actually leads me to my next point, which is uh, there's uh, a lot of lady butts. Yeah, there's in, a lot of lady uh, butts. This. Yeah. I mean, the 90s were all about that. Yep. But uh, there's a whole lot of, like, we were talking about Gal Gadot is basically just there. Like, the she's not a good thief. She's just good at like seducing people or right. whatever. Right. And uh, that's there's a lot of that there's in this. A lot there's of a lot of like yeah. uh, the women are just there to like do their thing. Yes. In either either they are good at what they do, but we're going to pose them in ways that make no sense. That no human body would ever stand. Right. Exactly. Or they are just there to like use their feminine charm to right. get what they want. Right. Yeah, this is one of those points I was saying of like, this is a very 90s thing. And there, I would turn the page and I'm like, oh boy, the 90s. <laughs> like every time I saw a woman standing like that, I was like, ugh, the 90s. Yeah. Which we are not that far away from. I believe no. it was the first Avengers had uh, Black Widow doing that on the posters. Right. Like she was the only one turned away from the camera. From the camera, yeah. Can I give you my last note? Yeah, go for it. Which was a very specific one. I guess don't. I I think it's fine. I don't think you really need to read this. And I also don't think this is a huge spoiler if you do, but sort of spoilers for Dark Claw, which is that he keeps all of his costumes in a closet. He just keeps those in a closet. man. Like he's like, how did you find these? And she's like, they were just in your closet. The door wasn't even shut. It was just just hanging there on a hanger. Yeah. Not even the wooden ones. You just got the wire hangers yeah. from the dollar store. Yeah. Have some self-respect, Dark Claw. <laughs> My God. They're like $3 a pack. Jeez. You're rich. I mean, come on, man. Yeah, I was very. That was. And he was. It was just in some like podunk one bedroom. Right. So the, <laughs> and that's the thing. It's like some of this is like they clearly were going. All right, we're going to write one issue. Yeah. You kind of have to write it like it's a hun- issue 112, even though it's number one. And we got a lot of th- and, and we're not going to get an issue two. So we're going to cram everything in here. <laughs> and so it's like 
Where does he keep his costumes? It's in a closet because that's the easiest way that this person could find this thing. Right next to Robin. Right. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I love the idea of Jubilee and Robin being together. That was I thought that a was really another thing Perry. that was very interesting. I don't know if you had the opposite issue with the no pun intended the opposite uh, experience with me mm-hmm. from me but i was like towards you in me at you that the, the, on uh, you I, uh, under me over you behind me yeah i was waiting for you to get to it first <laughs> anyway that i would find especially in jlx i was like Oh, I know this Marvel character. I know this Marvel character. I know this Marvel character. But the DC characters, I was like, I have no idea who this is. There were one or two. I think there were probably, I can't, off the top of my head, I can't think specifically one. I think there were one or two where I was like, I don't know who that is. But actually more than that, what I would get is because they use, they didn't always get creative with the names. Right. For example, this new amalgam character named Bruce Banner. Right. Or (laughs) Carol Danvers. Right. Or like, yeah. And things like that. And I think that was simply done so that they were like, you, this way, you know who we're combining or, you know what I mean? But like, for instance, like Carol Danvers is the huntress, but she has zero of the Captain Marvel powers. Yeah. At least that I could see. And I'm like, so why choose Carol Danvers? It just felt like we're just choosing that name. Yeah. Or you just wanted like, we need a female from Marvel. So, and that's yeah. a name that they'll recognize that type of thing. So sometimes I was like, why take that person? And they don't have any of it. Yeah. Nothing. That doesn't feel like an actual merging to me. Right. So there was a little bit of that. Like I said, dark claw, I think is a really creative idea of Bruce Wayne or Batman and Wolverine. Those two characters that you would not think would pair well together, but they do. Same thing with Robin and Jubilee, who in the four part miniseries have kind of like a love plot line. Like they they uh, are interested in each other. Super soldier who is just Captain America who can fly and has laser vision. Pretty much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's (laughs) probably I don't even say that's lazy because like I said, that's kind of the obvious one. Like you kind of have to do those two together. But that's sort of what I mean, though, is that like do something else. Right. Like Batman and Wolverine is not obvious. Right. It it works really, really well. And once you hear it, you go, oh, of course. But it's not obvious. Yeah. Like Superman and Captain America are very obvious. obvious, Do something else. Yeah. John Jones and and Bishop, I thought, was an interesting. Oh, I don't know. See. Oh, oh, is that is that who the Bishop one was? Is that at the end of JLX? It's John Jones, Marshall Mountender. And yeah. Okay. Yeah, because like I said, I was like, I I know the Marvel ones, right? But you're like, I don't know who this green guy is. <laughs> well, and that's another thing too, though, is I was like, we we saw him like twice, right? Like, there's so many characters in that issue that right. I was like, I don't know who. I any think of it, I think at one point skipped that issue. Like, I was reading halfway through and I was like, I can't. Because there was also, I think in Assassins there was a character who was Cable. Yes, but I don't know who the other. The DC one was. Yeah, I'd have to look at it again. There was Gambit was, I don't know who the, the character mixed with Gambit was in the JLX one. Yeah. There were a lot of those that I was like, I have no idea who this is. Yeah. Electra and, and, um. Deathstroke? Death, Deathstroke, I thought Death. was a really good one. I'm trying to think, I think that might be one of the only male, female com- Wait, did combos. you say Electra? It's Daredevil. Right, but it's, but she's female in Assassin's. Because Cat's Eye is Electra and Catwoman. So it's Daredevil and Deathstroke, but they also made her a woman, which I also like. Is it Deathstroke? Who's who's? It's Deathstroke. Who's has, the guy in the Suicide Squad? Guy in the Suicide Squad. 
Dead, Deadpool or not Deadpool? Right. Um, There's too many Deadshot. Dead. Okay, so wait, was he Deadshot or was he Death? N- he's Deathstroke. No, he Deathstroke wasn't. Deathstroke has Deathstroke has one in this comic series. It's Deathstroke. Deathstroke has an eye patch. Has an eye patch. But Deadshot was Will Smith. But Deadshot was Will Smith. So who was the one in the Suicide Squad? Bloodsport. Oh Jesus Christ. <laughs> Uh, I love it. Okay, yeah. so this was this was Daredevil and Deathstroke. Dead, Deathstroke, but female. That's why I thought it was Electra because it was female. Because Cat's Eye, I think, is Electra because she has size, which Electra you're has. Right. So it's it's Cat it's Catwoman Psy. and Electra. Oh, you're right. I see what they did there. It's Catwoman and Electra, and then Daredevil and Deathstroke, but they made her female, oh, which I like. I like that idea. I like that they that I maybe that's why I like it. They went really creative, right? Because she's blind. No, I'm just saying that because they, that's Sorry, also. It just occurred to me that she's blind. That's why she's Daredevil. Okay, yeah. yeah. Also, she has the horns like Daredevil. She does, but she also she says that even though I I could already not see when Wilson Fisk took my eye, right? And I was like, oh yeah, it's Daredevil, right? But that that one I think I like the best because, like we said, it had the most creative pairings. Between Wilson Fisk and the Riddler. Right, well, and, and not only pairings, but like there were surprises that came out like um, Craven and right, some right, DC right, right. person. Yes. Jumped out. Maybe Wonder... What was the one in Wonder Woman 84? Cheetah. Cheetah? Maybe it yeah, was her? I think it was. But it was there was that person like sort of showed up out of yes. nowhere. And then Cable and some DC yes. person showed up out of nowhere. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, they got really good with it. And I guess maybe that's the key to yeah. it. And then Wilson Fisk Riddler, yeah. which was really I guess cool. that's the key to it. If they were going to if they were ever to pick it up again, it's like choose cuz you can retcon this. I think Dark Claw you would want to keep the same as even Super Soldier you kind of want to keep the same. But for the most part Well, and even like the the way you could really do this, I don't know that you'd need to keep anything the same. Make a new universe, right? Have a character who is your main character, who's someone you can relate to. I don't know, um, just just someone like who has a decent power set, Cyclops, or, right. or something something that isn't too powerful, right? That you can still maybe Jubilee or something right. who goes into this new universe, right? Um, hell, you could do it with um, Joe Mullane, I think is her name, the uh, the new Far Sector Green Lantern. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Have her go into this new universe and follow her as she tries to sort of get back home. To navigate home. it. Yeah. 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 Yeah, yeah, yeah. the Ray and Cyclops, I thought was a good pairing. That was... Who's, see, that's... A, I knew Cyclops. The Ray is... is uh, He's like a light base. Is that just some guy named Ray? He yes, works at it's a just auto a shop. Yeah, he works at a bodega. Okay, just, that's why that's why Cyclops kept giving everyone burritos. Oh, yeah, but cold burritos. Oh, yeah, but couldn't he warm them up with his Cyclops? Well, they're cold on the outside, but they're like piping hot on the inside. I don't oh, know, like hot understand. pockets. Yeah. What, do you think in that universe his character's name is Microwave? That would have been brilliant. It yeah. should be. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What else? Is there anything else you got to say about this? Like I said, I, I just needed to document that this happened. All right. I need the people to know that this happened and it's out there. Is it good? Meh. <laughs> but is it there? Yes, it very much is. Uh, let me confirm for you 100 percent that uh, Nelson Mandela is dead. Did you see his funeral? I did not. Oh, okay. but I assume it happened because I he doesn't it. return my calls. Yeah, I taped his funeral but I had to tape over my my uh, recording of Shazam with Sinbad. Oh, that sucks. Yeah. How many of those can we do? 
How many more are there? What, Mandela effect jokes? Yeah. Or? How many of that joke can we do over and over again until we run out of time? Well, it depends. Because here's the thing is that we're going to do this on another episode, the same jokes, and people are going to go, I think they yeah, made this they already same that? joke on another episode. And then other people are going to go, no, they didn't. I'm and telling I'm going to delete didn't. that episode. Yes, you should. We should. That would be great. We should start Mandela affecting all of our fans and just deleting certain things after they come out in the episodes. Wait a minute. Shazam was a real movie. No, it had Zachary Levi in it. Shazam Sinbad playing a genie. No, it had Zachary Levi playing a Superman character with a big flash. He Oh, it was like an amalgam character. He was Superman, but he had the flash logo. That's it. That's exactly what it is. I'm not crazy. This happened. Uh, I'm going to have to wait and see proof of this. All right. I'm going to call my friend Nelson Mandela and he'll confirm it. Okay, good. And I watched it together. Um, so what's uh, I don't think I have anything else. It's mostly bad. There are some redeeming qualities. If you're interested in, I was going to say what, the possibilities are, but they don't do a whole lot with possibilities. So if you're interested in just like what might happen if DC and Marvel work together, you can give it a shot. But uh, this happened, everyone. Just know that this happened. And if you're on Patreon, there's photo evidence on this video. That's right. What have you uh, what have you got for me, sir? I've got two options for you. OK. Shazam or Nelson Mandela. No, I've got either. Option B. I'm taking option B. <laughs> OK, dig him up. Either the thing I recommended to you two times ago. Already forgot what it is. What's the other one? <laughs> the first one. I'm not moving on yet. The first one is The Fuhrer and the Tramp. Right. Okay. Or there's a possibility that there's a character that has yet to be introduced in the films of the MCU who may or may not be showing up soon in, say, a Spider-Man movie. Okay. And uh, I can give you a very interesting Brian Michael Bendis run of Daredevil. Ah. <sighs> Ooh. It's very long. <laughs> but The Fear and the Tramp, I don't know if it's anywhere other than in my attic. <laughs> so, I don't know. I'm going to have to, like, ship it to you or something. You're talking about the comics, The Fear and the Tramp? No, or the like, people. The people. Okay. In that kill room, in that quality room? They're writing their memoirs. Yeah. You'll probably have to ship it to me. You can check. Let me see. I think you're right. It is probably not digital anywhere. Hey, you would know this. How do you spell Fuhrer? I like that you asked that as though I would absolutely know that. You would absolutely know this. F-U-H-R-E-R? Question mark? Don't put, no. You're putting question mark because you don't Oh, sorry. I, I actually, how, you were wondering how to spell Fuhrer. C-H-R-I-S space T-R-E-B-L-E. I-E-B-L-E? E-I-B-L-E. First of all, I'm not a fan. <laughs> Well, weirdly enough, I'm not offended about you inferring to me as the Fuhrer. I'm more offended I've got that you are. C-H-R-I-S space T-R-I-E-B-E-L. See, here's the thing is if I was the Fuhrer, you would know how to spell my name. I do. I just did. Mm-hmm. If I was truly the Fuhrer, you would fear spelling it correctly. You would have gotten it right the first time. Yeah, but I wouldn't because I'm white. Fair enough. This is a terrible joke. Can we cut this joke out? No. Can you cut around You're this? You're a Nazi. Okay. What joke, Chris? All right. Let's do the Daredevil one because okay. I can't find it anywhere. Sounds and good. We don't have time for you to mail it. And you're right. He's probably going to... Probably. He's shown up in Spider-Man. There's no way he's Yeah, yeah. And yeah. also, like, I'm going to be busy editing your copy of Mein Kampf, so we should just go with the Daredevil thing. This is, We're making these jokes way too many episodes in a row. <laughs> 
way too many. Oh man, crosses the line. It's because we're funny. Uh, sure. We know what the people want. I'm trying not to finish that off with a punchline. <laughs> All right. Okay. Yeah, that sounds good. So, what is the Daredevil run? What's it called? What's the title of it? Daredevil by Brian Michael Bendis and Alex Maleev, Ultimate Collection Book One. I love. Uh, actually, Alex Maleev is probably who I'm going to talk about through most of that episode. I have a canvas of his of um, Tony Stark holding the Iron Man mask, holding a baby, holding a cup of. Dwayne The Rock Johnson's urine. And it is my favorite piece of artwork that I have. And he does all the art in this. And it is beautiful. And especially for a comic run about a character who is unable to see. Yeah. The artwork is so beautiful. The first volume is 1.36 gigabytes, you son of a bitch. Uh, Is that big or small? That is big. Yes. Because that's how big my... Well, never mind. Well, no, we'll you don't even know how big it is, so it doesn't. Can't even. You can't even. You said one point six gigs. Nope. One point. One point three. Three gigs. gigs. Oh boy. All right. Well, we're a hot mess today. Are you still drunk? I'm less drunk than when we started, <laughs> but I'm uh, a little bit. Considering you hadn't been drinking this whole time, if you had been gotten more drunk since we got started, I'm significantly more drunk. You want to look some more butts? Yeah. Let's just, Too bad. Let's just go Here's out. mine. Ah, I've seen it. <laughs> also, just as curvy as a, as a 90s superhero. Yeah. Yeah. I should get that mold checked out, though. Yeah, you really should. That thing is not normal or healthy. Oh. Um, oh. And it shouldn't be moving like that, either. <laughs> it's waving. It's crazy. Hi, Chris. It has its own spinoff episode. That's right. So, I think the only thing left to do is the end of the show that you love. Do you want to do the end of the show that you love? I would love to. Okay, great. Then the end of the show usually goes like this. Hey, Andrew. Yeah. Hey, Andrew. Yeah. Hey, Andrew. Yeah. Where can they find us? They can find us on Apple Podcasts and Spotify and Google Podcasts and iHeartRadio and Pandora and SoundCloud.com slash The Media Lunch Break. So many places. We're fucking everywhere, Chris. We're like the red notice of podcasts. We're, we're everywhere. Like a red notice of podcasts mixed with herpes. You can also find us on Twitter where our handle is at Media Lunch Break. We're on Facebook. We're on Instagram. We're on YouTube.com slash The Media Lunch Break. We put out a baller video that uh, I think is, a, you know what? I haven't checked yet. I'm going to say it's doing really well. <laughs> I'm sure it is. <laughs> and it's, uh, it's, great. it's very funny. And I think everyone should check it out. I might put it on my TikTok. Are you talking about the Franco? Oh, the Franco. Oh, the Franco. The Franco. Frankie Franco. It's so yes. good. You guys should absolutely check it out if you're listening to this. I appreciate you saying that. I worked very hard on I that. I know. One of the actors in it is really, really good. The rest of it's kind of shitty, but like it's yeah. so good because of this one actor by the name of Andrew Dunn. You can also find us on TikTok, where our handle is at The Media Lunch Break. I should check that because I haven't for like. Two months? To see if our handle is that, or just check the TikTok <laughs> No, just to channel. see if there are any notifications, if anyone's oh, okay, commented good. anything okay. or has any questions got it, got or anything. Right, 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 right. Because I mostly check our Patreon. That's where I, I really communicate with our fans. that's because, where the money is. Yes, they yeah. pay us, so they get the first response always. We're uh, first responders for patrons only. That's not to say that patrons should call us instead of 911. If there's an emergency, they should absolutely call 911. We are not qualified to save their lives in uh, an urgent situation like that, but I we do. I don't know about that. I bet you, I could, I could. You, you could know, work some magic if I really needed you to. You could. We're not qualified to. Yeah. 
just saying, uh, qualified or not qualified, if you called me, I think I can make something happen. That's right. Okay? So you, if you have an urgent thing, Chris is saying you can call him at 555-6161, but that's just him. I'm not saying that. Right. What I'm saying is that we treat our patrons very, very yes. well, and we respond to them too sweet. I don't know if that's the proper use of that word. Uh, Post haste. I think that's the proper use of that word. But that is patreon.com slash the media lunch break. Anyway, give us money there, please. Yeah, we need it badly. I'm dying inside and out and (laughs) outside. Frankly, if you've seen my face, you know what I'm talking about. You can also send us an email. You saw that mole. That's right. You'll know. Yeah. If you're a patron, you saw that mole on my bottom. Needs to be removed. I don't have the money for that. Nope. I need more patrons. Tell you what, if you become a patron, I'll send a picture of the mole on my butt before I get it removed. Uh, if you pay enough to have it removed. He's open to negotiation. It's what's happening there. Or I won't. That's another thing. If you become a patron, I promise to never send a photo of that ever. <laughs> Is there anything else? What's happening right now? <laughs> Anyway, you can also send us an email at themedialunchbreak at gmail.com or you can visit our website, which is www.themedialunchbreak.com. Give us a rating and reviewing on iTunes, SoundCloud, YouTube, those places, like a thumbs up. YouTube got rid of the thumbs down because we're all a bunch of pussies. So give us a thumbs up. I would have loved a thumbs down. Chris would have loved... A thumb anywhere, really. A thumbs up and a comment that says you suck. Oh, yeah, I do love that. But a special thank you to Julie. Thanks, Julie. And a special announcement. I don't know if this is going to do anything, but I had a personal goal to get us to 15,000 downloads by the end of the year. It's not looking like that's going to happen unless some people give us a big push. We don't have that much time left. We've got like one week till the end of the year uh, when this podcast goes live. But uh, do it. Fucking do it. Just what are you, a chump? It. What are you, some kind of chump? Download just on other people's phones. It. Just grab their phone, just download it, and then hand it back to them. Yeah, what's stopping you other than the law? That's more of a suggestion. The law? Yeah. It's not really. It's like a guideline, mm. not a rule. Anyway, we don't have that far to go. It's just that, like, if we go on the same trajectory, then we'll hit it in, like, late January, I guess. But that's not cool to be like, hey, it's January 20th and we reached our goal. So I want to try to get we don't have that far to go. It's like 800 listens or something. Could I just listen to something 800 times? Yeah, but that would be cheating. What's I fail to see the problem with this still. I want someone else to listen to it 800 times. Okay. So you, you, you're okay with cheating. You just want someone else to cheat for us. Yes. Got it. That's right. Now we're on the same Thank page. You. Yes. I'm with you on this. Okay. Yeah, you better be. That was uncalled for. And yet, I'm okay with it. Well, I'm going to call you at 555-6161. I don't know whose phone number that is. Should I try calling it? You should. You should get drunk on this podcast more often. Weirdly enough, You're it makes... not the fucking boss of me! I love you so much when you're like this. <laughs> Weirdly enough, it makes the episodes go faster. Isn't that odd? I'm a fucking rocket. As always, if you're looking... You were done, right? I'm going to start you talking now. As always... I hate you. As always, if you want to leave a review, uh, go ahead and leave a five-star review. Leave it right in app. You can do that right in the app as you're listening to it right now and you're like, God damn, these guys are good. I want to leave five-star review right here and leave a little review. Uh, it really helps us out. Or you listen to us right now and you're like, mother 
fuck are these guys suck and you're walking down the street and you're like I gotta stop what I'm doing right now and tell them how terrible they are go ahead and leave a five star review you leave a five star review you can just rip us to shreds go for it just I mean tear us a new one leave five stars and just go to town doesn't you can say whatever you want um use it as your own personal platform if you want leave a five-star review and you can i'll tell you what you don't even have to say something bad about us you can say something bad about somebody else you want to break up with your girlfriend like a coward leave a five-star review break up with her right there in the review if you're uh you know we were just talking about uh red notice and we talked about it because as we said before we were uh, legally obligated to do it as part of our parole but if there's something else we should have been talking about this time and you're like why the hell did you spend half an hour talking about Dwayne the Rock Johnson and his urine when you could have been talking about this thing send it over we're always looking for some suggestions Or if you want us to do an episode about Dwayne The Rock Johnson's urine and you can provide us with some samples, feel free to send that over as well and we'll do an episode about it. Other than that, that's it. We made a thing. There it is. I just tried calling that number twice and nothing happened. Great. Didn't even ring. Wow. That's surprising. What's your real phone number? What's my real phone number? Yeah, tell the people. Uh, My real phone number is 610- Four zero six. Is that real? It's a real number. Is it yours? Nope. Whose is it? I don't know. <laughs> please don't call that number. It used to be. It used to be my number. That's okay, the then I'm going to bleep it out. Yep, please do. <laughs> I'll tell you what. Leave in all of the numbers except the last one. Just bleep the last no. one. No. Yes. Because then they could just call ten different numbers. I'm bleeping it out. I don't give a sh- You can bleep it. I don't care. Anyway, that's it. There was. This is the show. There wasn't a show, and now there's now a show, there's and a that's show. how easy it is. We uh, we did a thing now. There wasn't a thing here before, and now we made a thing. You should go out now and make a thing. We both made a thing completely under the influence. Mine of under the influence of dehydration, totally unrelated to alcohol. And mine under the influence of Bill Gates. That's right, of the government putting their thumb down on you. Are you sure you're less drunk than when we started? Yes. I'm pretty sure you've gotten more drunk since we started. No, I'm just more ornery. You want to try that? word one more time? No, ornery. Would I be able to say that word if I were more drunk? If you were mornery drunk? <laughs> I, this is how I know you're drunk. That was a test. That joke isn't funny. <laughs> no, it was. And you're laughing it was very at funny. it because you're Mornery. drunk. Well, stay tuned for the next episode titled Andrew's Intervention. That's it. We're done. Go out. We did a thing. Now you can go out and do a thing too. Next week, the news. The news. And then the, new the week news. after that, probably, and by probably, I mean definitely Spider-Man. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I got to get my tickets for that. Probably Spider-Man before that as well. Do you have your tickets? No. I got to get my tickets. I don't need tickets. Are you sure you want to review that and not Dwayne The Rock Johnson's urine? Well, I figure I'm going to take a cup of that into Spider-Man. So it'll make its way into the review. We might try to do a dine-in theater.
You mean like go to a dine-in theater? Yeah, yeah. For a minute, I thought you meant you were going to try and open a dine-in theater. Yeah, we might do that just for Spider-Man and then close it down. And then close it down? Yeah. I bet you could make a profit. Here's the problem. Melinda always, like, Melinda loves going to those, and we have only ever done it once. Yeah. And the experience was so bad that I have refused to go back because we went to see The Last Jedi, and I missed half the movie. Because the staff was, like, in front of me, talking to people. Hey, did you want... Oh, you wanted nachos? What drink did you want? In the middle of, like, opening night of Last Jedi. I got your drink over here. Hey, what did you want? Hey, sorry. And, like, walking up and down the aisle. In the, and I couldn't see. And I was trying to, like, get around them to look around. Where was this place? Where, it's in Jersey somewhere. It's not like an Alamo draft. No, no, no. It's much bigger. It's more like an, a big AMC. Oh, see, that's the problem. You got to go to one of those places that was built to be that experience. I've never been to the Alamo Draft House. I, know, I would love I to go. Either. Yeah, but they have, because they have like the digital. They do showings of the Blues Brothers sometimes and they do like cool Blues Brothers drinks. That's cool. Yeah, but they have like the digital console where you order and right. then they just bring it to you. This place just like, uh, it has servers. Yeah, no, So I'm like, problem. Spider-Man might be a better one. She also told me it's never like that. So Spider-Man might be a better one to try that on at least. I don't foresee like... Like with The Last Jedi, I was like, no, I want to know every single line that happens in this because it's a very critical film. Right. With Spider-Man, I'm like, yeah, I'll figure it out. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, sure. There's I like that. six Spider-Men. Right. But I'll figure it out. I'll figure it out. There's 20 characters in this, but I'll figure it out. I just watched this movie like two years ago and it was animated. It had Nicolas Cage. I can figure right. it out. I get that. Yeah, that would be good. I don't. I'm not. You want to come with us? No. I don't. Please? Uh, well, okay. Since it's a cry for help and not... I'll buy you a drink. Yes, I'm there. 